Surviving in Singleness, Episode 77. This is the Thriving in Singleness podcast, where it's not about surviving, but thriving in this chapter of your life. Here are your hosts, the Thriving in Singleness podcast. Welcome to another episode of Thriving in Singleness. Rachel, what are your thoughts after this episode? We just had Brianna Rossi on. Yeah, I loved it. She was so much fun, so great, and just had so much wisdom. Um, And I think she really just touched on, like for me, I think the big takeaway was like just how it's about a journey with God. And it's not always like the destination. It's not always like about getting that ring on your finger, but it's like the things that God wants to lead you through and the waiting season and like how much he can grow you through that and how like um, your life starts today. Like your life has already started in fact. And just letting God take you on the journey, leading you step by step and yeah, and him just maximizing and using your singleness um, for his glory. So I thought it was a fantastic conversation. And I am super excited to read her book, which comes out. Actually, it's already out. Anyone listening to this is... It is out. Yeah. If you're listening to the episode, it came out December 8th. Yeah. And it is definitely past December 8th if you're listening to this episode. Yes. So yeah, be on the lookout for a book, Single and Standing. It was really cool to just see where that conversation went and how it really just tied into testimony. And I think so often singleness and the struggle with singleness walking through it is so much your testimony is is such a big part in in really trusting god just like any anything else it could be financial hardship uh medical issues whatever it may be your testimony is what god's focused on and building that up to really bring him glory so yeah Mm -hmm. i'm excited to have the listeners listen to this episode so let's uh bring in brianna brianna how's it going hi how are you guys Oh, good. Good. We have Rachel. This is our first time that me and Rachel get to co-host together. So you get the honor of us being co-hosts together with you. I love that. I I almost feel like I've kind of like grown up with this show. Like I've been on like three of the episodes so far. And now this is like the beginning of the transition, like new hosts, new like style of the show. So I'm like, oh, how cool. Like get to just be here in the transition and the new seasons of the podcast. So, so excited to see this one and how we, how we all play out. Yeah, we've hit, we're in the, we're in the 70s now with episodes. Wow. So um, you were in, do you remember what episode you were on? Okay, I want to say 50. In the 50. But 50 was like, the anniversary like 50 was a big deal and 50 yep. was my third one so i've been on like yeah. two before that so yep so yeah you've been around uh a couple of the, you know around the block a couple of times with with these episodes so listeners if you haven't uh heard those episodes go back and check them out um because i think tonight or with this episode we're going to be diving into something new what is the what is the new that you're going to share with us. What's the announcement? What's oh, the, absolutely. I think you, you teased it on previous uh, episodes, I believe. I did. Well, yeah. So this is the biggest new right now is that I am launching a book. I've written my first book on singleness and dating, which is so exciting. And I did talk about this on past episodes because this has been something I've been working on for years. Like I'm talking like, well, maybe like three, three and a half years. I started during COVID. So yeah, so this is something that I've mentioned before, but now it's finally here, which is so exciting. So yeah, I, as of right now, have like 
you know, sold some early release copies. I have friends and family like writing reviews like crazy, which is like such a fun time. I'm like going to the post office myself and shipping books out, which is so fun. Um, but December 8th, I don't know when this podcast will actually be released, but December 8th is like the big launch day when it's like on Amazon worldwide. It's like all my little like secrets of singleness and dating that used to just sit in my journal are like public knowledge now. <laughs> There you go, world. You got your hands on all of my stories. So. That's got to be so That vulnerability exciting. is going up a notch. It is. Oh, my gosh. It's so exciting. But also, like Josh said, so vulnerable. Like, I will never forget listening to one author who was like, oh, yeah, like releasing a book feels like running around Times Square naked. <laughs> I was like, that's a weird analogy. And now all of a sudden I get it. Like, oh, my gosh. It's like literally like my deepest, darkest, like <laughs> everything I've struggled with, my thoughts that were kind of a little out of whack, some of the decisions I made. Like, yeah, let me just like spill the beans for the world. So it's a little bit vulnerable, but like so exciting because to me, the story, like it's actually my life. Like it's actually like the transitions and the mindsets that shifted that made an impact for me that like, it's my story. Like the things that got me from really, really struggling to where I am right now, which is a really, really great place of releasing a book filled with hope and encouragement based off of my journey. I'm now in a relationship. Like things are so beautiful and I can see how God works the pieces together. Um, so yeah, I'm like so excited for that part because really in every like struggle that's presented, which I think a lot of them are things people will really relate to, every struggle that's presented, um, there's a solution, there's hope, there's something to take away. So that's the really, really cool thing is like those were the things that actually helped me. And now I can sit there and be like, okay, like here you go. Like here's my here's my little guidebook. Like if there's anything that I struggled with that I can help you know, anyone else who's going through singleness to struggle with less or to just skip right over, like that would be my, my absolute dream. So that part, the outcome that I'm hoping will come from being vulnerable is the part that I'm super excited about. Yeah, that sounds incredible. And I feel like every author's journey is a little bit different, just from what I know about different authors, like for the beginning of the book and then like the creation of the book. So I just be really curious to hear from you, like where did this idea even come from? And like, why write a book? Like why not start a blog or why not like just make some posts on Instagram? Like why take on this particular endeavor? That's such a good question. So honestly, people have said to me when I told them I was releasing a book, like, oh my gosh, so you always dreamed of being an author? I'm like, no. <laughs> like I literally never once thought, oh, I want to grow up and write a book. I thought, I want to grow up and get married. Like that was like my biggest dream. Like I want to grow up, get married, have babies. And to me, that was never like an if, like it was just a win. Like, oh, when I grow up and get married, like these are all the things I'm going to do. So as I got to this point in my life where I was like mid twenties, getting closer to 30 and I was still single, I hit almost like sort of like a little crisis mode because I was like, wait a second, like, to me, I was just kind of expected that that step would just come. Like I never really thought about how do I get to marriage? I was just going to be a wife and mom. So when I got closer to 30 and that wasn't happening, I started to kind of freak out in a way. Cause I was like, how do I get this to happen? And like, 
I don't even know how to date. In fact, like I was raised to believe like, don't date. Like I was raised on like, I kiss dating goodbye, which was basically like, you know, for those of you who don't know the book was basically like this message that it was like, you know, you pretty much only want to date the person you're going to marry. In fact, you don't even really want to date them. You just want to court them, which is a whole nother topic. But so I was always kind of taught that dating was something you didn't do. You just let God bring you a spouse. So when that wasn't just happening, I started freaking out and I had to really come to terms with the idea that my life might look different than what I had planned. And I had so much to process in that time. So part of my processing, like you said, okay, why why a book? I had gotten to the point where every time I struggled with something, I would write it down in my journal. Like that was like, that's how I really processed my emotions. So that's where I could be like raw and real. And like, nobody had to know what I was writing. I didn't know I was going to tell people one day what I was writing, but at the time nobody had to know what I was writing. So I could just be like, everything I really truly felt was poured into my journal. And I would have this process a lot of times where like different scriptures or sermons or podcasts or even just things would pop into my mind as I was journaling that I'd be like, wait a second, like that really helps me. Or or I would pull something from watching other people operate in their life and be like, you know what, like I'm seeing a parallel between how these people are living and how I'm living and I'm drawing messages and I'm drawing lessons. And so I started to kind of come up with these things as I would process in my journal that I was like, wait, that actually helped me. Like I was really, really upset before I journaled, but like what this, what just came out of this is like, I'm carrying this with me and it's helping me. So I had the thought come into my mind from time to time because I had, I knew I had like other single girlfriends and stuff. I was like, Maybe I can just like start a group text or something. Cause like some of these things like would be fun to like tell my girlfriends or, you know, just kind of share with people because like, if it's helping me, maybe it would help them. Like maybe we can help each other kind of thing. So I had so many ideas sort of pass through my mind and as quickly as they passed in, they just kind of like passed right out. Like I would be like, okay, like maybe blogs someday, you know? So, um, so that happened for a really long time. And I just remember this one moment. This was kind of like the defining moment for me. This was before I started any sort of like singleness coaching or advice. Like I didn't have my Instagram page at this point. I was just in it. And I remember this one day where I was talking to this girl that I had just recently become friends with. And we were like new friends. I was a Christian. She wasn't. But the faith aspect of things was like really our only difference. We had so many similarities and we just clicked. So we were talking and we would talk through absolutely everything in life. And our conversations were always so good. And then one day she asked me this question and she was like, she was in a relationship and she asked me, she's like, um, like we were talking about the idea of like physical intimacy. And she was like, how important is like, you know, like a sexual relationship to you, like when you're in a relationship, how important is that physical aspect of it? And I had kind of like a weird, like the way that my body responded, like I was just like, like immediate anxiety because it was like, I I guess I didn't even really realize that I felt like so uncomfortable with the fact that I was approaching 30 and I was a virgin and I didn't have a physical relationship like by any way shape or you know like and not at all and she asked me and all of a sudden I recognized all this 
shame come up that, you know, we a lot of times think of shame as something that's like, oh, I've done something dirty or sinful and I'm embarrassed about it. But shame can also take the opposite side of things where it's like, oh, there's things I I haven't done or there's things that maybe aren't the world's norm that I feel ashamed about those. So I recognized I felt embarrassed. I felt anxiety and I did not want to tell her like, oh, um, by the way, I haven't been physically intimate with anyone and I'm almost 30 years old. To me, that felt so just, I felt embarrassed. Truly, that's what I felt. And it, I... I gave her some sort of blow off answer. I was like, oh, you know, there's lots of ways to be intimate in a relationship, blah, 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 blah. And just kind of skirted around it. And I left and I was like, why did I respond that way? Like, like I'm not embarrassed with who I am, but at the same time I realized, wait a second, I think I am a little embarrassed because I realize like what I'm doing is so different than what the world's doing. And, and I, in that moment, I just felt so much frustration because I was kind of like, you know what? Like this was, this was just my real thought pattern. I was like, I wouldn't even be in this position if I was just married already. Like I had planned to be like, if I was 22 years old and got married, like I wanted to be, I would just, I would have a relationship and I wouldn't be that, you know, quote unquote, in my mind at the time, I felt like weirdo. I wouldn't be that person who's like, oh, she's still single. Even though everybody else at work had the family, they had the kids. Oh, here's pictures of my children. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, I've, um, I don't feel like I have much to share because I just kind of felt like, yep, I'm just existing and this is just going on. So I felt boring. I felt behind. I felt out of place. And then to add to that something so intimate and something that I was already carrying shame about, be like, oh, and also I'm a virgin. And I just remember just driving in the car on the way home from that conversation. And I think I was like, so like something just hit me. Like I was so upset with how I had responded because I was just like, I don't want to feel this way. But then at the same time, I was just overwhelmed with the emotions that I was feeling. Like I do feel embarrassed. I do feel behind. I do feel like I just wish it wasn't this way. And I remember like out loud saying to God in my car being like, God, I'm sick of this. Like I am sick of waiting. I'm sick of being the good little Christian virgin girl. I am sick of just being like, okay, like, yeah, everybody else is moving on with their life. And here I am the one who's different, the one who's weird, the one who's behind. I don't want to be here anymore. Like I'm over it. And that's like, sounds like kind of a harsh conversation I have with God, but really truthfully, that's what I was feeling in the moment. And that's what poured out of me. And I just remember so clearly, I was like, God, I am so sick of not being relatable to people because I felt like I was just like, I'd go into work and everybody else would just have the, you know, like all of their little stories and people were planning their weddings and these people were getting a dog. And I was just like me. And I was like, I am so sick of not being relatable. And especially I was so afraid to like, I had this new friend. She shared everything with me, like all these details of her life. And to me, my belief, which I don't think was true, my belief was, well, if I tell her that I haven't done these things, she's not really going to feel like I can relate to her. She's going to feel like she has to kind of censor herself with me because now I'm oh, like, I'm one of those, like, you know what I mean? Like whatever insecurities I was feeling, I just kind of felt like, all right, she's not going to feel like she can be herself. And so the sentence I said to God, I was like, God, I'm sick of this. I just want to be relatable to people. And I, this is one time where I felt like I heard God clearly speak to me. And I just feel like he said, you'll be relatable to them. And it like was an instant crying moment for me because 
it was like, that was all, it was just, you'll be relatable to them. But I just knew what that meant. Like I just pictured like them, the people who have been in that position that I'm in, the people who are living a life for Christ and feel weird, the people who had a certain timeline and they feel way behind on it, the people who are sitting there saying, hey, you know what? I am struggling with the fact that I have this sex drive and there's just nothing to do with it. I just have to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. Like, And so all those struggles I was feeling, like, there are people feeling those struggles. There's people with every single thing that I was feeling, even if they're not in my exact scenario, elements of it, there are so many people who are walking similar elements. And so that to me just hit me like, whoa, like I'm, I'm, I'm so almost like looking in the wrong place. Like, it's like, wait, there are people who are actually like would relate to these feelings that I'm feeling. So that was so much at, like at the very beginning. And that was kind of like the thing that planted the seed of like, wait, okay, like, I think I need to be sharing this with other people. So it would just ideas kept coming to my mind, like, okay, like, I, I would be on Instagram, and I would see people make reels, and I would have ideas of like, literally how to incorporate these things that I was processing and learning into a reel. And so I finally was like, you know what, I'm just gonna start it. And I was like, so uncomfortable starting it. I like, I started it and got 15 followers. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, people are gonna see what I'm posting. Like, I was like, almost like I didn't want followers, because I was like, Oh, like, this is embarrassing. But the book really came around again. I think that was a thing that was like a God thing because I was driving in the car again one day and really felt like this, as I was like rolling these ideas over my head, felt this idea of a book come into my mind. And I had never thought of a book before. Um, and I was like, I was like, somebody just posted on Instagram recently about writing a book. I was like, I think it was Havla Cunnington. I don't know if you guys know who she is, but she's a preacher and so I went, looked on her Instagram page and she was giving this course on like how to write a book. So basically her things were, she was like, um, you know, she's like, I believe everyone has a book inside of them. She's like, you know, so she had this whole webinar on it and I tuned in and listened and ended up joining her course. But some of my takeaways from it were that like, you don't have to have everything absolutely completely figured out in order to write a book. Like you can be in the process, but further along than somebody else's. And if you have something for them that can get them from point A to point B, like you want to be able to give people momentum. Like if they're stuck or they're processing to get them a step further. And as she was talking, I was just like scribbling stuff down on my pad. I was like, oh my gosh, like like there's so many things here, like this helped me and this helped me and this gave me momentum and like all the things that had brought me like further than I was before. And so I was scribbling stuff out and that's kind of when I started to realize I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like chapters worth of things here. Like this is stuff that like could actually help people. And like she also mentioned like experiential wisdom, which she said was like basically like the wisdom you gain from just walking through something. So like, it's not going to school for it. It's not being an expert in the field. It's literally sitting there being like, I lived this. And because I lived it, I have gained wisdom on it. Like I have learned lessons and I have learned insights. So all of that to me was what really got me started. And like I said, that was three years ago. So that got me started. That got stuff pouring out of me and into like files on my computer. I started pulling from my journal notes and like formulating chapters. But then so much happened like on the journey since then. I kind of like mentioned briefly at the beginning, now I'm in a relationship. So that was kind of a cool turning point for me where I had like 
written about the struggles of being single as a completely single person. Like I was sitting there like really, truly vulnerably writing like what I was actually living. But then I knew I wanted the later chapters to be about dating. And I thought it would just be about all the dating I had been doing, online dating and all of like what I had been learning in that process. But it just so happened. I mean, I'm sure God orchestrated this since he orchestrated the whole beginning part of it. But that I met someone that I actually wanted to transition into relationship with as I was writing the book. So he and I have now been in relationship over a year. It's like, you know, serious relationship. He's absolutely like marriage material, like all of those things. And it was just kind of crazy because once I got to the dating chapters, I had then just walked through like fresh, walked through the process of dating, the process of meeting someone new having to evaluate like, okay, like, how do I do this new relationship thing? And is this the person I want to do a new relationship with? And what should I be looking for? And how do I do this? And like, so all of those things, I was like, actually walking out, like actually learning lessons in those. So like gaining momentum in that area as I was writing the second part of the book. So that was kind of start to finish how it all happened. And then the last chapter, I was like, okay, I'm sufficiently, you know, not single anymore. So I kind of was able to do like a look back on the whole process. Like, okay, if I were to go back to being single, like, what would I do? What would I change? What would I, you know, so like kind of that, that, you know, hindsight view of like, okay, like I, yeah, I wrote as a single person, but now as a relationship person, what would I say? And so all of that together, that made a book that was three years in the making. That was like my life and it's, it's in a book now. So yeah, so that was kind of how the book came to be, how the journey unfolded. And that's what we have right now. That's what we're presenting. So yeah. That's awesome. I feel like one thing that stuck out to me, it just seemed like it's your testimony. Would, would that, would that kind of resonate? Do you feel like it's more your testimony than your opinions on singleness more than your, Oh, I, this is what I learned. Like, cause I feel like we could, you could have someone who, who's not single and reads a whole bunch of stuff on singleness and has opinions and knowledge, but that, that doesn't usually resonate with people. I feel like testimonies are, like you said, experiential, right? Would you say that that is kind of what is in this book? What maybe kind of what God showed you? A hundred percent. Because even when I go to make content for Instagram and I'm talking about this book, like, like talking about like, Oh, what, what, you know, what the material is and all that. The thing that I always keep falling back to is this, like I used to be, really, really struggling as a single. Then I learned to thrive in my singleness. And now I'm in this place of like, I just posted a reel the other day of this video my sister took of me sitting down signing books next to my boyfriend who was sitting there addressing envelopes. And it was such a surreal moment to me because what I'm signing is my journey of being afraid I would never meet the guy sitting next to me. It was like my journey of being afraid that I would never get there and that life would just be terrible. And it's just like, I'm, I wrote a book on how my life became amazing. And it wasn't just because he entered my life. My life became amazing before he entered my life. And so I now hold this book and I'm like, wait, this book, like, tells that story. Like this book is like my proof that that all just happened. Like what 
I was so upset about thinking like, well, if I were to be single for another 10 years, I wouldn't be able to handle it. Well, you know, what if I never meet someone? Okay. Life, you know, like I didn't envision life being this way and just be like, wait, no, like that actually my singleness turned out amazing. So the book represents that. And I'm sitting here next to an amazing man who's like helping promote this book with me. And it's just very much like I get those moments of realization where I'm like, wait a second, like this, this deserves celebration. Like this is the, like on the other end, you know, when you stand there on one end of a situation and you look ahead and you're like, oh my goodness, like this seems impossible. This seems overwhelming. This is like, my life is turning into a nightmare. Like I'd look at other people who had what I wanted and I'd be like, I don't have that. Like, I can't believe life is falling apart. And it's just like to look at it now and look back and be like, wait, everything's okay. And when I look back, I can see how none of what I have right now would have happened had I not gone through that. Like I would not have a book telling of the things God taught me in my singleness. If I didn't struggle with singleness, like I wouldn't have, I honestly, truthfully would not even have this relationship if it weren't for my struggles and singleness, because, you know, I share the full story in my book, but through this singles ministry that I've started is actually how I met the man that I'm with right now. So had I not struggled and really gone through a hard time, I wouldn't have started a singles ministry. I wouldn't have met him. So it's like one of those moments where you look back and you're like, wow, like I can see how God used all of that pain and all of that chaos and brought me where I am right now. And I just think that that is like, it's such a good reminder to me and to just people in general that it's like, what, when you're sitting there and you're in that position where it looks like a mess, like that's not the end of the story. That's just one place in the story. And you never know the delays and the things that you're waiting on and the pain you're going through. Like you don't know how that's going to unfold. So it is so cool sitting here with this book in my hands now because the book is like, oh, look, this is how this is how it unfolded. So it's just a really cool process of being like, wait, this is this what I have in my hands right here this is proof of just God's goodness and how he carries you through whatever it is you're going through. He has a plan, you know? Yeah. I love that. And I really think that should be encouraging to everyone listening that whatever you're going through is a testimony waiting to be told. It is a story that God is working in your life for other people to be blessed by it, to be comforted by it. I know a lot of what you said resonated with me and just kind of what God's brought me through and how I've been able to share that with other people. And what it did is you get to a place, you get to moments in time where there's so much purpose in that pain that you once had. And you're like, okay, it was worth it. Like what I went through was worth it because God used it rather than, oh, I'm just over it. I'm past it. And now it's in my past. Like God wants to use it. Yes. And what happens is it's a beautiful thing when you can look back and say, wow, that was worth it somehow. Somehow God brought me to a place where I can look and say, thank you, God, for that. Because it's not about us yes. and it's not about what we can do and what we can get in the relationships that we have. It's about God wanting to use us in all those things for other people, to help other people. And that's why like testimonies, right? Like that's, that's where we need to focus in our lives is on our testimony and how God can use that. Not on our opinions, not on the knowledge we can get. Cause God, there's so much that God wants to do in our lives through our testimony. 
And I think that that's something that God's been showing me over the last couple of years a lot is to not try to, you know, absolutely try to grow, but don't try to become something that is marketable. Like that's whatever we need to be is found on the path that God has for us. And you probably found that that book probably wrote itself at times, right? Because it was your story. It was your testimony. And it's just really cool to see how, how that's how God creates powerful messages and powerful stories is when we're just willing to trust him and see where he, right? Like you, you didn't have any idea going down that path that this would have been the end goal. Like you were talking about it. Right. Um, and it's just really cool to see. And I'm, I'm really just, I'm, I'm glad we were able to touch on that because it's not that our listeners need to look at your story and say, okay, I want my story to be like yours. I want, you know, if I do this X, Mm -hmm. Y, and Z, then I might be able to get a relationship or write a book. It's, it's the, the exact opposite. It's, I need to embrace where God has me and what he's going to do is show me how to tell my story in in a way where he gets all the glory. Um, But I did want to ask you in writing your book, you know, you're, you know, you're kind of, you kind of talked about in stages where you kind of, you're pulled from a journal, you know, your journals and stuff. Did you have a struggle in writing about singleness? Was there any type of, oh, I don't know if I really want to write on singleness. Did you have those moments? What what did that look like? I absolutely like? did because I kind of had this this sort of like belief where it was like, okay, I wanted a relationship and marriage so badly that doing something like this, being like, oh, I'll inspire other singles, almost felt like a distraction from my main goal. Like I was like, I don't want to pour into something that's going to be so time consuming. And it's like, like, oh, let's just dive deeper into topics of singleness. Like I want a relationship. So like, that was kind of hard for me to not feel like I was kind of like, like, it's like, okay, I want to walk towards marriage. And it felt like I was sitting there going, okay, God, I just really want to be married. Now I'm ready. And he's like, okay, well, never mind. Go write a book. I'm like, I don't, but I don't want to go write a book. I don't like. I want to. I want to be doing something else. And it's cool because, like you said, the story. I see now how without even embarking on this singleness ministry, I wouldn't have even found the guy that I'm with right now. So it's like it's kind of crazy how like how just like God really pieces everything together. But I really I feel like you're really onto something when you sit there and you say like, okay you know, it's, it's all about the story because I feel like we need to really allow God to write the story. Like when I sit there and I look at this relationship that I have with my boyfriend, I don't look at it as though, okay, I, my life did suck because I was single, but now I finally moved past that. Now I'm in a relationship. So life is good. It's so much more than that. Like there is so much that God has done with me so much that has happened and unfolded in my life because I was willing to let him write the next steps rather than me trying to write the next steps. So as far as desiring and pursuing marriage, absolutely go after that. Like, I think if marriage is something you desire and Rachel, you just talked about this on your Instagram today. If marriage is something you desire, you should be going after it. Like everything else in life, if you have a desire for something, pursue it. But where I think we run into troubles is where we sit there and we say, okay, God, this has to be, you know, marriage has to be the next step. I'm not willing to entertain anything else right now because that's what I decided is next. And that was what I fell into for a while where I had decided that I had already been to college, gotten a career, gotten a promotion in my career, bought an apartment. It was time 
for me to get married. And so anything besides that was like, no, that's sorry. That's not something I want to do right now. No, I don't have time to start a ministry. No, I don't have time to join that group. No, like this is the thing that's happening next. And because it wasn't the thing that was happening next, I was frozen. Nothing was happening. Like I got stuck because I was like, all right, I don't know what to do now. I feel like I'm just, my life is on hold. And I realized that the reason my life was on hold was because I wasn't allowing God to try to do new things through me. I wasn't allowing God to inspire me, to lead me. I had decided what my next step was going to be. And I was just waiting on that. And if you're so fixated in life has to look this certain way at this certain time that you close out every other option, you're literally closing out God's story. Like if God was trying to write a story through me, which he was, I was literally getting in the way of his story writing by not being willing to take any of the steps he wanted me to take because they weren't my step. Three years ago, when I started writing the book, I wanted to be married then. So if I knew then that it would take me another three years to be in a serious relationship, I probably would have freaked out. Like I'd be like, you're kidding me. I cannot do this another three years. But I'm so glad hindsight that I did because there is so much God did through me that I needed those three years for him to do. So, and, and for me to get right here where I have a book, they're like, oh, here's a book. Oh, I have a boyfriend. I literally would not have those things or I would not have the relationship that was my heart's desire if I hadn't taken all of those other steps that God wanted me to take to build my story. So I think that that's just really important for us to remember is that whatever the blessings are that God has for us. If that's marriage, which we obviously probably, if we're listening to this podcast, want it to be marriage. So if it's marriage, which Lord willing it is, and anything, any blessing that he has for you is going to be on the path that he's laying for you, not your own path. So when you're trying to make your life fit your mold, that's when you get stuck. And that's when you feel like, gosh, like nothing's happening. I'm not receiving any of the blessings I want. It's because you're trying to make life look the way you want it to look. But if you can really sit there and surrender, not saying give up the desire for marriage, just surrender and say, okay, fine. Like if it's not the very next thing that I do? What is the next thing that I do? What can I be doing right now? What are my gifts right now? What's my calling right now? What's And sometimes the answers to that aren't super clear, but you'll find those little like nudges in you that like, for me, those little nudges were there. Those little ideas of like, oh, I could help other singles. Oh, I, I could start an Instagram page. Those were there, but they weren't being listened to by me because that's not what I wanted it to be. I didn't want God to say, go start a singles ministry. I wanted him to say, here's your husband. So I was ignoring the other things that he was putting on my heart. So I think the key is to really tap into those things and realize that tapping into those things and pursuing them is not slowing you down from your desires. In fact, it's probably going to lead you to your desires because ultimately if you're giving your desires to God and he's going to write those into your story, like you're going to need to follow the outline that he has laid for you. That's how you're going to get the answer to your prayers. That's how you're going to get the blessings that he has. That's how you're going to get the blessings he has that you didn't even know you wanted because he's ultimately, he's, he's the best artist, the best author. So if you are willing to say, okay, you know what, God, what is it you want me to do? And really be okay with whatever that is. That doesn't mean you're going to have to wait three years for what you want, 
But honestly, it might mean that what you want happens a little bit quicker than what you're trying to do on your own. Um, so yeah, so just like the fullness of what God has intended for you and the fullness of what life is meant to be lived right now, where you are today, the purpose God has for you, the people you can be impacting in your life today, embrace that. Don't see that as a distraction. See that as like literally writing your story. Um, and I can just say that from personal experience because that's what has written my story. Like any of the blessings I have right now, and I'm not just talking relationship, any of the blessings I have came when I finally decided to say, okay, I don't have to wait on hold. I can, I can move and God will, God will let, get my attention when I need to, to be able to look over and go, oh, okay, there's the man. I, I can't do this whole like, okay, well, I just have to wait till I'm married to be able to go on vacation. I have to wait till I'm married to be able to move out. I have to, you know, like this holding patterns, like, you know what? No, live your life and God will bring the right things into it. So yeah, the writing of your story is like, is crucial. Like just allowing God to write your story, I think is really just even the takeaway of my whole journey. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many good things of what you said. My brain is like going so fast. I don't even know like what to latch on to, but I really like that you're saying like, let God write your own story. But like, what does that look like for people practically? Like what can you do in your day-to-day life to allow God to write your story? I love that because that's, that's like one big thing for me is like, anytime people are like, okay, like, you know, like give some sort of big like principle and you're like, but how, (laughs) but like, So these are just like the things that I can say from my own experience is really just one paying attention to like, okay, so a lot of times people say like, okay, you want to follow your purpose or follow your calling. It's like, how do I even know what that is? So I feel like some of the things that I applied, and this might be different for everyone. Some people, they feel like their calling is like super clear. Step into that, like full heartedly step into that. For me, I had to kind of sit there a little bit and be like, okay, like, what are some of the things that I'm naturally gifted in? Like maybe God's given me certain gifts, certain talents, certain things I'm pulled towards. Like singleness and dating was a topic I could listen to endless podcasts on because it lit something in me. Like going over old beliefs that I used to have, whatever it was, theology or dating advice, like and, and transferring those and really thinking about them. Like it lit something in me. It, there was a passion. I could, I could sit there and roll these things over and over and over in my mind. There was something there. I wasn't forcing it. I wasn't sitting there saying like, you know what? I think I should go out and be a motivational speaker on how to, you know, like some topic that I barely knew. Like this was something that I, I just truly had like a natural desire for. I feel like sometimes we're looking for like calling and purpose to be like this huge thing. Like, okay, I'm called. I mean, some people are called to really, really cool things. Like Rachel, you're called to be in Kenya. That's amazing. Like that's a huge deal. But then sometimes people are like, wait, but I don't, I don't know that I feel like this big urge to, you know, go on missions around the world. They're like, what is it for me? And so that is really what I would say to apply. It would be to say like, okay, what are the things that, that you feel like, like a nudge in you. There's a spark. It's, it gets something going in you. And that might be a gift. It might be a talent. It might be, you know what? I've always been really, really good at this, or this is the area I excel, or this is just the area that interests me. Like press into that because I really think that our giftings and our talents are God given. And I don't think God just gives us something just to kind of 
hang out there. I think God gives us gifts so that we can use them. And those are different for everyone. You've got some people who are musically gifted. You've got people like me who have no musical gifting whatsoever, but it's like, you know, so for me, it was a gifting in this area of being able to take information like dating advice, singleness advice, and, and really formulate these beliefs and like a passion about it that I wanted to share with people. Um, so I just started sharing. And like I said, for me, that meant starting an Instagram page with 15 followers. Like on Instagram, that's nothing. Now it's 1,400, but then it was 15. So I think it's less about worrying exactly what the end goal is. Like, okay, it, you know, what is it that I'm going to press into and what's that going to turn into? And it's simply just saying like, okay, like what are some things that I've maybe had on my heart to do? Let me actually just go do them. What are some experiences that I've wanted to have? For me, I really wanted to travel. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Instead of, you know, waiting until one day when I get married, I'm going to I'm gonna start going on vacations and there's no one to go with, so I'm going to go by myself. Like, So like that was a desire of mine. And so like even something like that, something that's fun. I, I had like kind of like this idea pop into my head from time to time, like I should probably do some counseling, that'd be a good idea. Like there's been some stuff that's gone on life that I could process. So I went to a counselor, like all these things that were like fleeting ideas. Like I should do that someday. I would like to do that. I'm kind of good at this. Like those are the things that we kind of sometimes like we get so busy getting up, going to work that we kind of just forget about those things. But I think letting God write your story really means pressing into those things because those are the things that are naturally a part of you. Those are the things that he has gifted you with, whether it's interests, talents, experiences he wants you to have. It's something for fun. It's something for purpose. It's something for growth. Like whatever it is, press into those. So for me, that looked like going to counseling. That looked like making sure I spent a lot of time with my family because those were very valuable relationships to me. That meant traveling to other states and countries. That meant starting an Instagram page to help other singles. Um, so, I mean, like, I feel like the list goes on and on. Just so many different things. I finally moved into my own apartment, which was something that I had kind of been waiting to do. So I just sort of stopped living in like a stagnant, repetitive way and started just kind of tapping into the things that were on my heart and mind. And I feel like, I feel like that was really key to me to really deciding or establishing what it was God was leading me to do the things God wanted me to do and just really embracing the life that he had for me rather than whatever I thought life should be at that moment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think it's worth saying, you kind of already touched on this, but I think it's worth saying again, that's the reason why this story has a happy ending. Not because you got the relationship, which is amazing, but it's because you let God take control of your life and you just like fully release your expectations of what life should be. And you actually like let God lead you. And I think like that's, that's the big idea. I think for us as singles is we just need to understand that like, the relationship isn't always the goal. Getting into a closer relationship with God is the goal, ultimate goal for all of our lives. Like, our relationships in this marriage beautiful? Yes. But if we keep that as the ultimate goal, then it's ultimately going to lead us into, into unhappiness and potentially into an unhealthy relationship, depending on somebody else for your own happiness instead of depending on God. Yes, that's the thing. Like, I agree with you, Rachel. I can truly say that I feel like the happy, happy ending or the turnaround to my story occurred even before I entered a relationship. Like, I, I had such a transformation in my life where I really learned to thrive. I mean, what this podcast is all about, thrive 
in my singleness. And then I entered into a relationship. So like I had really embraced living a life that was full, that was abundant, that was, you know, led by God, that was just thriving. I I thrived where I was rather than just sitting in a waiting room and just waiting for that man to come. So I feel like, like you're right. That's like the huge takeaway message is like that starts right now and living your life in abundance is right now, not when a certain outcome happens. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you on that. And what's so great about that is a lot of the things that you talked about, the things that you did were smaller steps. They weren't, you didn't have to become the greatest version of yourself to start the journey. It was part of that, right? It was just, what is that next step that God wants me to take? And I think in life, you look back and you're like, how in the world did I get here? It's the accumulation of all these small steps mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're there. And I know Rachel, when we had you as a guest, you know, the first time we, you know, how did you get to Kenya? Right. It was all these small steps. Big stories are made of small steps and God never calls us to take big leaps or do these things that are superhuman. He says, do one thing, do the one thing in front of you, being faithful to me in that. And then, but that's trust, right? We want the end goal. We, we want to see the full, full path. And God's like, trust me with this one step, which might feel like the wrong direction. Like you even said, I don't want to write a book on singles. I just wanted the relationship and it feels like the wrong direction. But you look at the Bible, that is how God works. Right. You, you go to, you know, a story of Joseph, you have to go to prison to get to the palace. Right. It, it doesn't make sense. But man, this has been awesome. I feel like we've just it's like the heart of the author. That's what we've been able to kind of touch on. But kind of before we close, before we end this, first of all, title of the book. We definitely got to plug that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's called Single and Standing. That's um, the name of my Instagram page. But the book is Single and Standing. Um, the subtitle is Learn to Be Single, Date, and Thrive as You Wait. So, And it comes yeah, out December 8th in this podcast yeah, episode. Yeah, which is literally a few hours from now. <laughs> exactly. And this episode will be coming out after that. So the book will be out. It is out if you're listening to this. Also, just kind of what is maybe one takeaway for someone who reads this book that you really want them to get? You know, just kind of your heart for the reader. What is one thing? Yeah, as I would say, would really be to take wherever you are right now, like live your life where your feet are planted. You're standing on today. We have so many hopes and dreams for tomorrow and the future. And, you know, the Lord intends to bless our future. So having dreams and visions is great. Um, But the only day that we're actually promised is the day that we're living in. So take today and make today the absolute best that you can. Today is the best day to start saying, all right, what are some little changes I want to make? Like you said, we don't have to sit there and predict the outcome. We don't have to predict the ending and know exactly where God's taking us. We start with the little things and we say, today I'm alive and today I get to live life to the fullest. So what can I do today to embrace the things that I think you know, God wants me to do, or even just step into the things that are on my heart or press into my desires. What can I do 
right now with what I have, even if it's not ultimately what I want, what can I do now today to enjoy my life, make my life a blessing, make my life productive. Um, so that would be one of the biggest takeaways I have for people is that when you do that, yes, the sting of singleness might still be there. I know for me, I always wanted a relationship so bad and that didn't go away, um, but it makes it so that way you're not just suffering and waiting for a relationship. You're actually thriving in the life that God gave you. Like these are years of your life to live, maximize them, enjoy them, use them, and trust him that the blessings that you're waiting for and expecting are going to come. Mm, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, your life is not on pause. If you're, because it's so easy to believe that wherever you're at, and even married people can believe that, oh, my life's on pause. No yeah. matter where you are, your life is on pause. God, God is moving and he has a plan and he has a step for you um, to take in your life. Uh, waiting is oftentimes the step in, in in areas of our lives that we have to wait for stuff, but there's still things that God's calling us to do. Yeah. Is there a, a favorite verse or a verse that's bound on your heart or a verse that really maybe that you held on to when you wrote the book? Or was there something that kind of maybe a staple verse that really maybe was just there kind of in that journey? Yeah. One, one of the verses that I reference in the book that I think is, it's, it's kind of like one of those verses that's like, oh, okay, we all know this verse. But when you really stop and you think about the word, so it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So like when you really stop and you break that down, like you're not designed to lean on your own understanding. Your own understanding is faulty. You have no idea what's ahead of you. You don't see the whole picture. That cannot be what gives you peace. That cannot even be what gives you direction. It's that trust in the Lord. Um, and that if you're seeking him, acknowledge him, give him your desires and even ask him what he wants you to do right now. Like as you acknowledge him, he will direct your paths. That's a promise in the Bible. If you acknowledge him, he'll direct your paths. And we're literally saying like, I can sit here and say now like, oh my gosh, I trusted him in this journey. He directed my paths. So it's like, it, that's actually something that the Bible says that we can hold on to. You will get where you're supposed to go. Just trust him, seek him, acknowledge him. And there you go. That's all you have to do. You don't have to understand the rest of it. Such a fitting verse for everything we talked about. Mm -hmm. Where can the listeners connect with you? Maybe find the links to your book. Yeah. Um, Instagram is a huge way. Single and standing is the, um, the account name. And also the book is listed on Amazon. You can go to singleandstanding.com, find the book there. Um, right now for, I'm not sure how long, but I'm doing signed copies through the website. So if you go to singleandstanding.com and order through there, you can get one signed because I just think that's fun because it's like, oh my gosh, I wrote a book. I get to connect with you. Um, but yeah, so those are the different options of ways to find it. And I am so excited to connect with people. Anytime someone wants to send me a DM or anything like that, like that to me is so, so fun because this is, this is my journey. This is my story. And like any way that I can help other people who I'm like, oh my gosh, I get you. Like God said, you'd be relatable to them. Like anybody that's like, yes, I can relate to you. Like I love to have those conversations. So feel free to reach out anytime. It's awesome. It's, it's going to be really cool to see how, how people connect with your book and just, it's been great to have you on again. Um, and this probably won't be the last time you've been on a handful of times. Uh, so <laughs> listeners check out the previous episodes. Um, if you haven't heard. And again, thanks for joining us um, and just excited for your book to be out there. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Okay, bye guys.
Thanks everyone for joining us um, for another episode. Remember to like and subscribe on Instagram, Facebook, um, all the podcast uh, platforms you can find us on and make sure you spread the word. Um, a lot of people need to, to really uh, hear what the hope is out there for single people and, and the people that are struggling. So remember to share, find those people who are going through this journey and really be there for them. And as always, remember to seize the day and maximize every chapter of your life. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the Thriving in Singleness podcast. Look for new episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.